0: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to My Chaotic Closet. I'm your host, Michelle, and today we are going to talk about selling, reselling, Poshmark, all that good stuff, so stay tuned. Hey, how's everybody doing? I hope you are having a great weekend. I am definitely trying to catch up on some work since I did just get back from Phoenix, and it's actually going pretty well I have a lot to talk about today, even though it is going to be a quote-unquote mini-episode. It's probably going to run a little long, just letting you know. Feel free to skip through if you want to. I did want to go over some topics that I have planned for the next upcoming weeks and kind of explain the whole podcast drama situation. It's not really that dramatic, but while I was in Phoenix, I did have an episode already scheduled to be released on the Monday when I got back. And... No, sorry. It was scheduled to be released on the Saturday while I was there. And I then recorded one while I was there about my experience at the bins there because I was just so like shocked. And I didn't realize that I hadn't taken the other one down. So they both went up. So I ended up, I think I unpublished the non-bins episode and then I republished that on Monday which left Monday being a shorter episode, not probably a huge deal in the scheme of things, but I just want to kind of explain what's going on because I believe I also said that on Saturday I'd have a longer episode, which it's, en- it's going to end up being longer anyway, but it was supposed to be with Kristen and I haven't finished editing that yet. And I'm probably not going to be able to before this actually comes out on Saturday. So I'm going to release an episode today, just kind of something I've been thinking about lately. Um, I think it's actually pretty an interesting topic, if I can even talk, holy crap, (laughs) I think it's actually an interesting topic, and I kind of just like, obviously it's not my idea, but I don't think I've ever heard a podcast episode about this specifically, and what it is, is listing an item versus really selling an item, and I have a whole thing I'm going to dive into about that, but I did want to talk about what you can be expecting in the next couple weeks, so I'm going to do that for today's episode, Saturday. Then I believe Monday I should be done editing the tiny house episode. I will warn you guys, quality is not great because we are in a loft. We had been drinking a little bit, not crazy, nothing crazy, but like we're always kind of crazy together. Lots of laughing. I think it's still pretty funny and worth releasing. So I will be releasing that on Monday as long as it's done. Then on the following Saturday, I will be doing my review of Last Chance since I haven't done that yet. And I definitely have a review of that. So cool. Then I believe I'm going to release after that my top secret reselling trick that I've been doing lately. It's about getting really cheap bundles. It's pretty interesting. It's a little complicated. So I definitely need a whole episode to do that. I'm also going to dive into my reselling past. This episode was inspired by Listening to Sister Zupash, as you guys know, I'm a huge fan. Um, And they were talking about buy, sell, trade groups. And I used to be huge into that. And I have a big reselling path. So I think it'd be interesting to just kind of, like, go over that with you guys. So those are the plans. I'm probably going to try to get my sister on an episode after that. That will be probably, like, April. Hopefully she'll be (laughs) available. And then I'd like to have another guest at some point, since I've only had my sister. And then now my friend, Kristen which is cool, but I would like to have another guest. So if anybody is available for that, hit me up. I really want somebody else who is doing Poshmark full-time so we can kind of chit-chat. I think that'd be really fun. Maybe I can convince one of my cousins to do it. We will see. Anyway, let's dive into today's topic. Okay, okay, okay. Before I dive into today's topic, I do have to just mention the craziest thing that happened to me. So, even more crazy than this, I wasn't actually going to put this out there, but why not? I have been doing a lot of sourcing lately. I probably should add that to my episodes, like a whole episode on what I've sourced lately. Yeah, that needs to go in there, so expect that sometime soon, too. Actually, maybe I will combine that with today's episode if I can. Um, Anyway, so, on yesterday? No, the day before yesterday I got a bundle offer from Taylor shop Taylor J on Poshmark and it was like an insane bundle offer I want to say it was like close to $1,500 worth of stuff and she offered it to me for $500 and I was like dude this is less than 50% off and in my opinion was like a really 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 good deal (laughs) and I was like Hold on. Like normally I wouldn't have even entertained spending that much on Poshmark, especially when I don't need to source. But I, I felt like if I reworked the bundle a little bit, I might be able to resell the stuff and make a profit. And that's what I did. So I declined hers. I think I, I don't know if I told her or not what I was doing. I'm sure she figured it out though. I declined the off, uh, the bundle, took out the items. I was like, I don't know about these for sure. And then I added some items in. I believe my total was like at 16 it was between fifteen and $1,600, and I was just like, Eek. oh, she told me, because she said, go ahead and send an offer over, because I was like, oh my gosh, you're tempting me so bad, and I was like, all right, we'll just, I'll shoot my shot, right, <laughs> like, she's probably not going to accept, and I don't blame her, but I went ahead and offered her the $1,500 again with different items, it was pretty close to the same, I was trying to be like polite and not go like way over what she had already had, for the amount she was offering me. Like, I, I believe there may be like a $100 difference, if that, between what she had originally offered me on the bundle and then the bundle I made, if that makes sense. So I was like, eh. And I kind of was telling myself, like, if she counters, I'm probably just gonna have to decline it because $500 is an insane amount to spend on Poshmark. But, you know, YOLO, like, I love, <laughs> I love Taylor and Maddie. Like, I'm always down to buy a bundle from them if I can make it work. Um, so I went ahead, made the offer. She freaking accepted, which I was just like, I think I literally got up and screamed because there was literally like a Valentino item in there. I think I, oh no, I had a Jonathan Simke. I think is how you say the brand dress, which I had just sourced one just like it. I knew the retail on that was really high. It was a great bundle. Honestly, it was great. And I went through and did the math on that. Of like what I could list these items for kind of like versus what to actually expect. I like to go through and first of all, I figure out how many items I purchased, which I think I had purchased 16 from her. And then I divide it by how much I spent with tax and everything. And I believe my, hold on, let me get my notes out. Okay, I got my notes. I'm not going to go over every single item, but I will tell you about some of my favorite items. And just like the cost of goods, what it averaged out to, all that stuff. So I got sixteen items for five hundred and thirty-eight seventy-eight with tax and shipping. This averaged out to thirty-three dollars and sixty-seven cents per item, which I actually think is pretty great. Even though I know I've been sick, I'm only gonna source of the bins. Like, you know what? I like sourcing a Poshmark. Okay, you gotta do it every once in a while. You gotta do it. So I got a Jonathan Simk dress. That's definitely something I'm. Very excited about. I'm also very excited about the gunny sack dress that I got. I'm excited for the Goldie jeans because I've never sold or even seen a pair of Goldie jeans in real life at all. Uh, don't know much about the brand except for that they sell really well. And then I got a pair of Valentino shorts, which I'm like, what? The retail on those is like 1500 something like that, insane. Um, I also got. A rag and bone dress, which is very, very nice. Pair of Jeffree Star shoes. I don't know if I said a Michael Kors purse, but lots of good stuff in there. So my total that came to that I what I will be listing for at when I first start out. Okay, like when I first start, I will probably drop these prices pretty quickly as well. But my total, if I sold everything for exactly what I'm going to list it at, comes to. Dun, 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 dun. $3,389. Now, with Poshmark's fee taken out of that, I would be making $2,700, $2,711.20. Now, take out the cost of goods, the $538, and that's $2,172.42, which means even if I sell everything for 50% off, I still am going to make over $1,000. Now, Maybe that won't happen, right? Like, maybe I still won't be able to sell that for that price, even if I sell everything for like sixty-six percent off. I think I still will make seven hundred dollars. So we definitely, we definitely did good. I I feel like now here's the thing: does that mean that she underpriced her items? No, not really, because when you're doing resale, there's a whole, there's just so much to it. There's so much to it. Um, I probably won't get the amount on these items Um, and if I do it's going to take a long wait for me to you know make a that high profit on these items so it's not a quick flip we will see though I that's kind of the fun of it to me it's almost kind of like gambling in a way because I can't sell these items for what I paid for them or I'm going to make nothing even if I price them at like what, $50 an item, I'm probably only going to end up making back what I paid, if that makes sense. So it's all it's a risk. It's a gamble. It's sort of like an educated gamble, if that makes sense, because I do know what these brands sell for. And I do think that I stand to make a good amount of money. I think I will make minimum $500. So yes, there will be a lot of work put into it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited. I don't feel like I got, like, I don't feel like I got, I gypped her. I'm sure she got great deals on this stuff, too. Obviously, she wouldn't be selling it to me if she wasn't making money. So, I'm excited about it. Okay, so let's get to the crazy part, because that's not the crazy part. The crazy part is right after I purchased this bundle, I sold my own $500 bundle to somebody. Absolutely shook. I think it was the same amount, the same amount of listings, but... It was closer to 20 or 21 items because a couple of the items she had in the bundle were bundles in themselves. Like there was like a bundle of three wild people dresses. And then I think there was another bundle of, I don't know what it was, shirts or something. So yeah, I bought a $500 bundle and then I sold a $500 bundle like within the same hour. It was absolutely nuts. I was like so freaking excited. Um, I just thought that was the craziest coincidence and I had to message her and tell her she's probably the like, why is this girl messaging me? But I was like, dude, this is just insane. I can't believe this happened. I also purchased a couple of smaller bundles. The other one I'm really excited about is a seven piece bundle that came with two St. John shirts, a pair of Rothy's, and a pair of Jimmy Chew's. I have sold a pair of Rothy's before. Maybe two pairs. Um, I've never sold Jimmy Chew's, and I've never sold St. John's. So I'm, like, really excited about this bundle, and I'm excited to try those items out. Another exciting thing that happened was I sold a pair of Dickies overalls that I customized, which I wasn't, like, 100% happy with how they came out. I was going for that style because there was a pair on Urban Outfitters that was super expensive and they look very similar but they're I think they're more colorful painted no I think there was a colorful painted pair and a bleached pair but I was like I don't think these look quite as cool as the Urban Outfitters ones but you know it is what it is I'll still list them I'll still try to sell them and I did I sold a pair today so that was really cool and that kind of leads me into selling an item versus or no listing an item versus really selling an item and this is something I have learned and has helped me out a lot with getting more for my items, having my listing seen, making more sales and all that. So we are going to talk about that today and I hope this helps you guys out. I was inspired to do this topic yesterday when I was listing this pair of vintage pants and I did a Google image search just to see, like, are these rare? Are there other ones out there? Confirm they're vintage, all that stuff. And there was a pair for sale. So let me describe the pants to you. If you go on my Instagram, you're going to see them because I'm going to make that the picture for today's post about the new episode. They are a pair of vintage Super Highway pants. The brand is David Brooks. They are, like, an aqua turquoisey color, and then they have a what I would call a novelty print all over them. It's like a garden-themed print. There's snails, there's daisies, flowers, dragonflies, maybe butterflies. I can't remember. But just like an all-over cute little print. And I did see one for sale on eBay from Up. I'm sure we all know what that brand is. Not great feedback on eBay. Not the best at listening either. And that's kind of what made me be like, yeah, see, this is what sets my item apart from yours. So they had the same exact pair of pants arguably in a better size because theirs were a size large, mine are a size small. They listed theirs for $13.99 with free shipping. This is the title for theirs. I'm I'm kind of uh, paraphrasing, but it's very close to this. It's like David Brooks women's blue pants. I think that's what it says. Maybe it says size large at the end, but like doesn't tell you anything about the item. And it, titles are so important along with photos Titles are so freaking important, and that's your chance to really sell the item. They listed an item, okay? They put the basics in there. They probably did have the size in there. They had the brand in there. They had the color in there. They had in there what the item was, pants. But there's no selling of the item here. Like, If I'm looking for, for some reason, I want a pair of garden-style pants or gardening-themed pants, and I go to search that, it's not coming up. I'm not pulling up their listing because... We're not going off photos like eBay doesn't do eBay Poshmark. They don't search off of what your photo actually has in it. Like we're going off of keywords. We're going off of title, all that. So their item will never be seen. Okay. They're also not on Poshmark. So I believe I have the only pair on Poshmark as of right now uh, that I could find. I didn't see them listed anywhere else. What I did was I didn't even put the brand in there because I hadn't heard of the brand. I... Don't care about the brand. I care about the fact that they're vintage, they're high waist, they're a novelty print, they're a garden print, and I put those keywords in there. So my title looks something like vintage, high waist, pants, I think I may have put rayon in there because they're rayon material and that's a good material. Uh, I put garden, butterfly, daisy, snail. Whatever else in there, okay? So if somebody likes snails and they're like, I want to see if there's a pair of snail plants out there, they can search snail plants and my pants come up. If they want a pair of daisy printed pants, they're going to search daisy print, my item's going to come up. If they want, if they like dragonflies, they're going to search dragonfly pants, dragonfly novel- novelty pants. All these all these different searches are going to bring my item up. Garden pants, dragonfly, butterfly, daisy, flower, whatever else I was able to fit in there, floral these are going to pull my listing up. Whereas if somebody's looking for some reason for any of those styles of pants and they go to eBay and search it, they are never going to see that listing. They're never going to see Up's listing because they just have David Brooks on the title. <laughs> and that's why it's so important to actually sell your item. We need to sell it to these people. We need to make them feel like they are getting an experience when they come to your listing. Like you automatically can see how cute these are. And you can think like, oh my gosh, Aunt Betty loves dragonflies. She would love these pants. Or I love dragonflies. I would love these pants. It's just a great, it's a great thing to do. You want to really actually sell that item and not just list it. like, Because that brand, I don't think very many people are out there looking for David Brooks pants. And if they are, maybe, chances are they're probably not looking for a garden themed David Brooks pants. Maybe, but even if they were, Typing that in isn't going to pull up the listing. Like, I just listened to that clip back because I'm editing and I don't know why I said snail plants. Okay, snail pants. (laughs) And I said it twice, so hmm, just talking a little too fast, I guess. So something I like to do before I list an item, especially if I'm trying to get a good amount for the item, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm like really selling every single item I have listed because... You know what? Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I just need to get a bulk amount listed, and we cannot go through every single item and try to market it as best as possible. But a lot of times I will go back, especially if the item's been sitting for a bit, and re resell it, remarket it. Like go in, look for maybe finding a stock photo that I didn't find before. Look for a modeling photo. Look for I don't know. Maybe even redo my own photo. I've done that plenty of times. Change the title. Rework the words in the title, change the description, change the price, like do what you need to do to get that item remarketed and it will, it will help so much. Also, this is what I've been doing. Like highly recommend is I have a bunch of, (laughs) a bunch, I'm doing pretty good about clearing out items, like pretty good. But there's always those items that just don't sell, especially when you first start reselling and you see a brand and get excited and think that you have to pick it up because of that brand or like this will totally sell and you don't realize that this was literally sold at a Costco and is so oversaturated on the market that it's never going to sell. Once I know those items are approaching the year mark, to me, they're kind of dying. And now I know you can still sell items. I watch tons of what sold for me on Poshmark and they're like, this was 480 days old And I'm not knocking it by any means. Hey, if you want to leave your item listed for five years and then, you know, it potentially could sell, go for it. If I had paid up for an item, I probably would still leave it listed and not try to get rid of it or donate it or anything. But what I've been doing, if it's a bins item and we are approaching the year mark, I try to work it into somebody's bundle. But when I say try to, I don't try to sell it to them. I I just go, okay, they're buying a lot of smalls and extra smalls. And I have, and they purchased like a $200 bundle from me. I have these two Lucky Brand shirts that are a similar style and they're both size small. I'm going to throw it into their bundle for free. I think it's a nice thing. I've received free items and bundles I purchased and I always think it's cool. And it does kind of encourage me to buy from that seller again. And at the end of the day, They just, you know, spent $200 with me. I can throw in two shirts from the bins for them for free. It's really not going to hurt my business too much. I don't have to sit there and reshare that item over and over again. And like I said, I really try to go with the lower cost items when I'm doing this. I'm not trying to just like give them a pair of $50 jeans for free. Like this lady who just bought the $500 bundle for me, she actually... The next day, I believe, she bought two more items for me. So I put in I think I put two items in with the second bundle she purchased from me, and one was a an Ella is it Ella Moss? I don't know. It's it, I think it is Ella Moss. It's a sweater that is pretty oversaturated. I see it listed all the time. It's always listed for like eight to fifteen dollars ish. And it does sell, but there's so many that it's like When is it going to sell? And this was part of the three for a dollar sale that I did at a thrift store a long time ago. Not that long ago, but like maybe eight or nine months ago. Um, They were clearing out. It was like the start of summer and of 2022. And they were clearing out their winter stuff that hadn't sold yet. So I got like, I think it was like 72 of these sweaters that were 33 cents each. I've sold almost all of them but that was one that just kind of hung around and so I threw that into her bundle because it was a small most of what she was purchasing was a size small. Um, I also threw in I think like a Knox Rose shirt that I thought was really cute and I've sold a couple of the exact same style in different sizes but that one I think it was a medium but I still put it in there because she she had some random sizes I think maybe she was buying to resell I don't know for sure. Um, I threw that in with her bundle. I threw in a couple of other items that I'd had sitting for a while, too, all of which I believe I had gotten from the bins other than that sweater that I paid 33 cents for. So I think it's a nice thing to do. She spent $550 with me, $560 with me, actually, not including shipping or tax and she made me a good amount of money and yeah so I just threw in some items for free I hope she appreciates them you know if she doesn't she can give them to a friend or she could redonate them because chances are that's where they were going to end up over here anyways donated again because I'm not going to hold on to items for four years unless I spend a pretty penny on them which I'm trying not to do I feel like you're pretty safe with giving free items away and people being pretty generally happy about it. Even if they don't love the item, they're kind of like, oh, that was a nice touch. As long as it's not like, you know, it's not a stinky item or a gross item or a dirty item. Even if it's not their style, it's not a big deal. And I know because I've received, you know, free items before in the past too. And even if they aren't like high dollar items or my style, I'll still try to resell them or give them to somebody who might like them, you know. It's I think it's a thoughtful touch and it's nice and it shows that like, hey, I appreciate your business and I I don't do this with every order, just larger orders or when I feel like doing it, if I have like a really nice customer and we had like a conversation going or I know there was a piece she really liked, but she decided not to include it in her bundle, I might throw it in there for free if it's something I was looking to get rid of anyway And it works out really well. All I do is go in there and mark it as not for sale because I don't have it anymore. And it's out of my inventory. So that's something I definitely highly recommend. And it's a great way to sell stuff to your customer because they may want to come back like, oh my gosh, I felt like I got such a good deal from her. And then she gave me free items on top of that. And I know personally from buying medals from people, I love that feeling. I love feeling like I got a great deal and then, A free item or two included I think is freaking awesome. It's, like, my favorite. It's cool to get a present. Even if it's not something I love, I'm still excited about it. Like, who doesn't like free stuff, right? Like, it's the best. So, basically, what I recommend, if you have an item and you're looking to actually sell it, market it, not just list it, do a Google image search of it first. Take a, the best way to get the best results on Google image search, Google Lens, is Take a like the same kind of photo you would for listing, like a hanging photo or a flat lay photo. If you can edit it in Photo Room, like you don't have to, but if you're getting nothing pulled up, I've noticed this helps a lot. Editing it in Photo Room with a white background, and then type in the brand, or if you don't know the brand, something specific about it, and then do the Google image search again and that's how I find a lot of stock photos I just updated a love and other stories dress that's been sit not love and other stories it's just called and other stories cannot talk today you guys um I just updated that listing with a bunch of stock photos that the first time around I didn't find when I was google image searching and I think I didn't type the brand in with my photo so once I did that I got like four stock photos that are really cute And in my opinion, stock photos help sell your item so much. Modeling photos and stock photos, people like to see it on. And if you can't get either of those, throw it on a mannequin. I don't do this with every item, but if I did, I would sell more items, guaranteed. And I'm going to try to incorporate that along with measurements, which is so hard to get with every item. I did just buy a metal yardstick, though, for doing easier measurements, and it is helping a little bit. (laughs) So that's how you really sell your item and including measurements is really selling it. Like you are, this is a whole ad for your item, right? It's not just one blurry photo and then you didn't even fill out the description or tell us the condition. You did like left in what they have in there where it says if you have any other questions, feel free to ask or whatever. Like, okay. Like I'll still buy those items if I can tell in that blurry photo, like, holy crap, you just listed a designer dress for $10. But if you listed a faded glory shirt for three or $5 and you have a blurry photo and no description about it, like it's not going to sell. Like you did not sell it. You listed it. You half ass listed it and you expected it to sell. No. So that's my little rant for today. Really, like, look at your item. Look at what features are marketable. Like, is it a novelty print? Is it a great organic material? Is it a breathable material? Did you get a linen item? Is it in perfect condition? If it's not... Are the flaws not that big of a deal? Like, is it a hole behind a collar, and you can't even really see it anyway? Is this something that would easily be repaired? Like, is it a just the seam needs to be repaired? Market that, like, oh my gosh, look at this great deal I'm giving you, and all you have to do is throw a few stitches in it. Now, I personally would just throw the stitches in it, and then market it that way. But you do you. Like, you always want to disclose all the flaws but in the best way possible. Like, hey, it's a free people shirt. It has a couple holes in it, but it's a grunge style anyway. Like, this is grunge boho. So what if it has a couple holes in it? Like, we are selling stuff. We are marketing it. The better you sell it, the more you're going to get forward, and the quicker it's going to sell. So keep that in mind when you're listing, guys. You need to sell your items, not just list them. (laughs) I hope that helps I'm excited to record the next episode for y'all that will be what am I doing next oh the one with Kristen so I'm just editing that and then I will be recording my experience at last chance which yes can't wait I'll talk to you guys later bye Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at My Chaotic Closet Podcast. Also, please rate and subscribe to my podcast. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks to everybody who continues to listen. You guys are awesome. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.